Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Today is episode number 69, Revelation Revealed. And today I have back with me one of the most brilliant people I think I know, Mr. Micah Dank. How the heck are you, my dear? I'm great. We're podcast 69, huh? We are. <laughs> Fantastic. Put that in the books. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. So, my dear, what have you been up to lately? Oh, just decoding things, decoding lots of books and doing podcasts and uh, whew, trying to get my books turned into a mini series. It's taking a little while, but we're on point. And uh, hey, that's, that's pretty, pretty much cool. it. Thank you. That's exciting news. I'm very, very happy for you and very excited to hear that. So today we're going to be discussing the book of Revelation. So I'm excited about this because a lot of people are very focused on the book of Revelation at this particular time. So when, when we were talking about a show topic and you were like, how about we do that? And I'm like, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes. So I'm just going to let you you go for it, my dear. Okay. So the book John the Revelator came from John, the book of Revelation. And it's a very fantastical book. Uh, if you take mm-hmm. it literally, it'll scare the, sh- the hell out of you. Right. But um, it's not meant to be taken literally. And I'm going to show mm-hmm. you what the what the original Christians... Uh, before Constantine united everybody in liberal Christianity, used to be able to read this as. So in order to do that, we have to go through the 12 signs of the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so we'll start with Aquarius. The first sign is Aquarius, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher. So whenever you hear the words son of man, man, baptism, water pitcher, well, baptism, because this is how you baptize someone. It's a man with a water pitcher pouring it out. Fountain, stream, river, lake, pond, things of that nature. They're talking about Aquarius. Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. So whenever you hear Levethian, fish, water, or any of the previous water mentions that I have just went over in Aquarius. So the first two are technically water-based signs. Now, Aquarius is an air sign, and Pisces is a water sign. But because there's water in Aquarius, in the Bible, when you decode it properly, uh, Aquarius represents water. Then Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover, or the passing over of the sun over the equator and back on its way to its height at the summer solstice. Now, in Christianity, the Passover 
becomes the resurrection of God's son, Easter. Okay? Both Easter and Passover are in Aries. So whenever you hear mm-hmm. ram, lamb, shepherd, ram's horn, you're talking about Aries. Taurus is the bull. When you look at the sky and you see Taurus in the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull in order to plant the seeds so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. So whenever you hear bull, ox, calf, cow, because a cow is a female bull, you're talking mm-hmm. about Taurus. Then Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles. Whenever you hear twins or brothers, they're talking about Gemini. Then the cancer is the crab, and it's the sideways moving creature. So what the sun does every year is the sun on December 25th, it rises a degree on its axis. On the next day, it rises an additional degree. The next day, an additional degree. Each day, it rises by one degree more every day until it hits June 21st. That's the summer solstice. That's the longest day of the year, the shortest night of the year. Okay, then for three days after June 21st, it rises to the same degree, so it technically moves sideways. Then on June 25th, it lowers a degree, and then it continues to lower a degree every day until it hits December 21st. That's the winter solstice. And then it moves sideways for three days again. It stays at that height, and then it rises again on December 25th. That's what it does every single year. Now, Leo is the king. He's the lion. He's the king of the jungle. So whenever uh, you hear about lioness, lion, cub, they're talking about Leo. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So remember before when we were saying that you plant in Taurus? Well, the virgins right. would cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. So whenever you hear virgin, wheat, grain, seed, barley, corn, things that you uh, harvest in Virgo, that's what they're talking about. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. And the reason it's the justice, it's justice, is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. Libra is also wine season, so which is when you plant for the grapes in Taurus, you could press the wine here. Libra is also olive oil, olive season. So whenever you hear, uh, because it's the justice, judgment, law, judge, justice, the just one, divorce, marriage, court. They're talking about mm-hmm. Libra. Whenever you hear right. wine, vineyard, grape, wine press, they're talking about Libra. Whenever you hear olive oil or like the Mount of Olives, for example, you're talking about Libra. And then Scorpio is the scorpion, and he is known as the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death, and it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. So the sun is judged in Libra and betrayed in Scorpio. Finally, in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun, inflicting further punishment on the sun, killing it. This is where the sun dies. Why? Because on December 21st, it's in Sagittarius. And that's the sun, That's the winter solstice. It's, the sun rises at the lowest point. It doesn't even rise above the horizon. Okay? So it's basically, the ancients called it, they said the sun was dead. And then because it walks sideways like the crab for three days, it stays at that exact height. They used to say that God's son was dead for three days. Then what happens is on December 25th, when the sun rises a degree again, the sun is born again. It's given new life. It's the beginning of the new year. Okay. So whenever you hear horse, bow and arrow, spear, horseman, they're talking about Sagittarius. Then finally, you have Capricorn, which is the goat. 
Because if you look at the zodiac wheel, Capricorn is at the bottom of the zodiac wheel. And if you imagine the sun on the zodiac wheel rising a degree a day, it starts in Capricorn. It basically climbs the mountain. It starts to climb up the mountain. And that's what the goat does. The mountain goats climb up the mountain. So that's why that's there. So what do you, uh, what do you think so far? I was going to say, especially when you were talking about Scorpio, I've been noticing um, like the pattern of the moon the last couple of days being that we're in the Scorpio right now. And right. it's like been at the same level every night above the trees. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Now, I've given you the code to decode the Bible. It's really that simple, what I've just given you. It's all astrology. Now, go it's over, what was Sagittarius again? Sagittarius is the man on the bow and the arrow, with the bow and the arrow on the horse. Okay. That's when the sun dies, because in Sagittarius, that's December 21st. That's the winter solstice. Okay? So, if we talk about Revelation 4-7... The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had the face of a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Okay? Now, the first was like a lion. That's Leo. Okay? These are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. Okay? You have fixed signs. You have mutable signs. You have cardinal signs. This goes into a little deeper astrology. They're called fixed signs because they're fixed in their season. Lion, Leo, that's the dead of summer. The second was an mm -hmm. ox, that's Taurus, that's the dead of spring. The third had a face like a man, that's Aquarius, the sign of the man, that's the dead of winter. The fourth was like a flying eagle. In astrology, the scorpion is the belly crawling creature, much like the snake was made to crawl on his belly after the deception in the Garden of Eden. The scorpion crawls on its belly too, and it's considered the lowest form of life on earth. But it evolves in astrology to the eagle, which is the highest flying form of life on earth. So the eagle represents Scorpio. Scorpio is the fourth fixed sign. Scorpio is in the dead of fall. Okay. Now here's another thing too. If you look at the zodiac wheel, you have lion and you have Aquarius, Leo, and you have the man Aquarius. Those are opposing signs. Ox, Taurus, the eagle, Scorpio. Those are opposing signs. If you look at the zodiac wheel and you were to trace this, it makes an X through it. That's mm -hmm. what they're talking about when they do this. That makes sense. And that's that's one of the things we talked about the last time was the cross on the zodiac wheel. Right. Well, there's the cross and then there's an X. So Revelation 5.5, 5, then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. The line of the tribe of Judah, the lion is Leo. See, Jesus is given names in church. That's given names in church that people don't think of where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Okay? Jesus being the son, S-U-N of God. Okay? When the son is in Aquarius, the sign of the man... <coughs> Excuse me. When the sun is in Aquarius, the sign of the man, he is known as the son of man. 
When the sun is in Pisces, the two fish, he's known as the fisherman of men. It's also why he could feed two fish. When the sun is in Aries, which is the lamb, he's called the lamb of God. It's mm-hmm. also why he's called the good shepherd. Okay? When the mm-hmm. sun is in Cancer, okay, he is called the good beetle. And the reason he's called the good beetle by St. Augustine is because the Egyptian zodiac didn't have a crab. It had a scarab, which was the beetle. So that's where that comes from. When the sun is in Leo, he's called the lion of Judah. When the sun is in Virgo, the lady with the wheat stalk, he's born of a virgin and he's called the bread of life. When the sun is in Libra, okay, which is the justice, the judgment, the scales, he's known as the just one. It's also why he's betrayed in Scorpio by Judas with a kiss, just like the scorpion betrays people with a kiss. Mm-hmm. And then he's killed in Sagittarius, December 21st, with the bow and the arrow. And then he comes back to life December 25th. That's why all the gods were born on December 25th. As in, in, in like Roman mythology or Greek mythology? As in everything. As in, um, as in uh, Mithra, as in Tammuz, as in Horus. Um, all these ancient gods have the birthday of December 25th. They also have 12 disciples. The 12 disciples represent a Zodiac sign each. There's 12 signs. That makes sense. Now, if I go to Revelation 6.1, I watched as the lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, come. Okay. The lamb has to open the first seal. The reason behind that is because the the lamb is aries and aries is the beginning of the year in the zodiac it's the spring it opens the year up okay so the lamb is aries okay and the four living creatures we just talked about before Mm -hmm. revelation 6 2 the very next passage i looked and there before me was a white horse its rider held a bow we know that there's a horse and there's a bow. So we know that's Sagittarius, the rider with the bow and the arrow. Now I mentioned okay. that there are four horsemen. I'm mentioning it now. There's four horsemen. The horseman is Sagittarius. Okay. Sagittarius is the death. In Sagittarius, you have the death. You have December 21st. Whenever they're talking about a death in the Bible, it's metaphorically talking about December 21st. In Sagittarius. Now, there's four Gospels. Jesus dies in each one of them. There's four Gospels. Jesus dies. So Jesus dies in Sagittarius in four Gospels. That's why mm-hmm. there's four horsemen of the apocalypse. Because he dies four times, there's four horsemen. One represents each one. Revelation 6 6. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages, and six pounds of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. I mean, come on. The two pounds of wheat, that's Virgo, lady with the wheat stalk. Barley is mm-hmm. also cultivated in Virgo, as I mentioned earlier. Okay, right. And do not damage the oil, that's the olive oil, that's Libra, right? And the wine is Libra, okay? Now, mm-hmm. the wheat and the barley, that's Virgo. The... 
oil and the wine, that's Libra. Those are connecting signs in the Zodiac. So they're basically jumping from one to the very next one. In when you decode this stuff, you find that a lot of this stuff talks about connecting signs and opposing signs. Okay, that's an important thing to to recognize is that there's patterns. It's not just random signs that are just thrown there. These are very these are done very deliberately. Okay. Okay. I watched as he Revelation six twelve. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red, and the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. The sun turned black like a sackcloth made of goat hair. The moon turned blood red. Figs drop from a fig tree. The goat is Capricorn, the goat, and it's black. Because Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn, which is known as the black planet. The Jewish mm-hmm. people, have you seen them with the black cube on their head when they pray? Right. It's called tefillin. That's the word for it. Okay. You wrap it around your arm seven times and then you put the cube on your head. The Muslims walk around a giant black cube called the Kaaba in Mecca. It's mm-hmm. Saturn worship. Now the moon turned right. black. When when you were talking about that, that's the first thing that popped into my head um, was was the Saturn worship and the what do you call it Saturnalia. Saturnalia that predates that yeah. predates Judaism. Yeah, and the interesting yeah. thing too that you'll that you'll know or that you'll need to know is that there's a lot of talk about why Saturn. Saturn was known as our original star, our original sun. Okay, mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of years ago, this planet was a lot closer to us. There was a disrupt. There was a disruption in the harmony of the revolution around the sun of these planets. Okay, and there were there, there, that's why there was a war in the sky that they keep talking about in the ancient books. Mm-hmm. There was a war in the sky because that's how they related to it. Okay, you have the right. um, the asteroid belt. Okay, that used to be another planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's things that they that they do, and Saturn used to be a lot closer. They used to know that it was a ring; it had a ring around it. That's why it goes back to Saturn worship. It's the same with the Jews. That's why they worship on the Saturn day or the Saturn right. day, right? right? And that's why they wear which, which is the uh, which is the actual original Sabbath or Sabbat. Correct. That's the original right. Sabbath. Absolutely, the Saturn day. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's why right. uh, men had to wear wedding rings. Because you had to wear mm-hmm. a ring because Saturn has a ring. And because you had to pledge mm-hmm. your love in front of your God. That's why women wore ear rings. Ear right. rings because the rings of Saturn. And you wore the earrings because men used to tell their women to listen to their God, which was Saturn. Okay? Now, the moon turned blood red. Direct. The reason the moon turned blood red directly across or Capricorn's cross sign is Cancer whose ruling planet is the moon. Remember how I just told you it's, it's always going to be talking about a cross sign or an opposing, uh, an opposing sign or a mm-hmm. connecting sign? Right. Right. That's This is another example of it. The first time figs are good to eat are in June or Cancer. The second time they are good to eat is from August to October, which is basically Libra. Mm-hmm. Revelation 7.4. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Have you heard this passage before? Yes. Now, people who are very religious take this to mean that there's 12,000 from each tribe of uh, Israel that are saved 
predetermined right. to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. In fact, I can't remember if it's the Latter-day Saints or the Mormons. It It is the Latter-day Saints. It's the Latter-day Saints. They take this very yes. seriously. Yes. Yes, they 144, do. 144,000. Okay? Yes. But do you know what it really is? What is it? Are you familiar with your chakras? Yes. There are seven chakras. So mm-hmm. the root first has four petals. The sacral has six. The solar plexus has 10. The heart has 12. And the throat has 16. That equals 48. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the third eye chakra is represented by 96. And it only has two petals because it's two times as powerful as the lower chakras. So now you have mm-hmm. 48 times two equals 96. Now, the crown right. chakra is a thousand times more powerful than the lower six chakras. When you add the lower six, you get 96 plus 48 equals 144. You multiply that by the crown chakra of 1,000 to complete the seven chakras, and you get your 144,000. Basically, what this passage is saying, if you read it correctly, is when you've activated all your chakras, that's when you get to see God. Exactly. And you are spot on about that because I have talked about that before and how like if if one or two of them is out of balance, like your whole body's out of balance and the way that you feel and you can't see things clearly or think clearly. And as a nurse, I can tell you that's extremely important for them to all be in alignment. And that is what... Um, ancient um, medicine focused on was that exactly for healing and for well-being. Yeah. So that's what the 144,000 meet. It's not a predetermined set people mm-hmm. going to heaven. It's when you hit 144,000, you see God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Revelation. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Revelation 9.3. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions on earth. The locusts came down on earth and were given power like the scorpions. They were given powers like Scorpio. Scorpio's power is to betray. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. So anytime the locusts have ever come down, it's been a betrayal. Like in Egypt, they're a plague. That's a betrayal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the power they were given. Now, Revelation 9-7, the locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. On the head, they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like a woman's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had tails with stingers like scorpions. Are you starting to see all the signs in this? And and I'm just going to say um, that is so true because this year... Um, was very bad for locust. Um, we live out in the country and we had like an infestation of, um, they're called lesser meadow uh, locust or lesser meadow katydids, which they're pretty much the same thing. And right. anyway, it, that's exactly what they look like. Um, they had like this long, drawn out face, like a, you know, horse face with human characteristics. They have long tails, which those are the females. Um, yeah. So we had those for a couple of months, actually. So, right. yes. Now, the locusts look like Sagittarius. That's the horses. Mm-hmm. 
they wore a mm-hmm. crown of gold or the sun in Sagittarius. Yes. It's just a metaphor. The crown of gold is a metaphor for the sun in Sagittarius. Sagittarius mm-hmm. is the man on the horse with a bow and the arrow. Their faces mm-hmm. resembled human faces. Well, the right. human faces, you have two signs. You have Aquarius, who's the man, and you have Virgo, who's the woman. So that's mm-hmm. what they that's what they mentioned. and we yeah and we and we had both and the the only ones that had the long um, look like a stinger are the females, right? Um, and they were way more plentiful than the males were. <laughs> right now, their teeth were like the teeth of lions. So that's Leo. Yes, they had stingers they like scorpions. Mm-hmm. That's Scorpio. Yep. And I'm pretty sure, I think that um, locusts and cicadas, they go through 17-year burrowing periods and they come out. Yes. Like like mm-hmm. the movie It every 25 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I don't want to see that. I would rather see the locust. <laughs> now, Revelation 12.1, have you heard of the woman with the dragon? Yes. Great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. So that's pretty horrifying if if you believe it literally. Right. Right. But a sign appeared. The sun in Virgo with the moon under her feet. Now, if the sun is in a sign, the moon is directly under it. Makes Mm -hmm. sense, right? Because if the sun is out, the moon is down. If the moon is up, the sun is down, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Now, she was pregnant, which is another sign towards the virgin birth. Now, an enormous red dragon appeared, okay? Are you familiar with the constellation Draco? Only because we talked about it last time. (laughs) Right. The constellation Draco is the dragon. Mm-hmm. Okay, whose tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, or a third of the sky. Mm-hmm. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to Earth. This is all just star poetry that they've encoded. Right. Revelation 13, 2. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had the feet like those of a bear and the mouth like a lion. There's a constellation called Camelopardalis. It's in Gemini. It can reference a camel, Camelos, and a leopard, Pardalis. The giraffe used to be called the camel leopard. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the beast represent, resembled Camelopardalis, but had the feet of a bear. Well, the feet of a bear is Ursa Major and Ursa Minor, the great bear, mm-hmm. and the cubs. The mouth like that of a lion is Leo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're just explaining different star clusters. Okay, Revelation thirteen eleven. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. Okay, so again, the second beast coming out of earth had a head of Aries, which is the ram, the lamb, but spoke like a dragon. Draco is an Aries. Okay, now in astrology, I haven't gone over this with you yet, but basically, the human body wraps around the zodiac. Okay. The head is always in Aries because that starts the year and the feet end up in Pisces. Now, the ruling planet of Aries is Mars, who's the god of war. That's where you get hot headed from. And the feet are in Pisces. That's the water. That's why you end up with the phrase cold feet, hot headed and Mm -hmm. cold feet. That's where they come from. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Now the ruling planet. Okay. So I went over that too. That's fine. Okay. Revelation 1813. Cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, and frankincense, of wine and olive oil. That's Libra. Of fine flour and wheat. That's Virgo. Those are connecting signs. Cattle. That's Taurus. And sheep. That's Aries. Those are connecting signs. Horses and carriages, Sagittarius, and human beings, Aquarius and Virgo, sold as slaves. This whole paragraph is nothing but that. Okay? And that's mm-hmm. the book of Revelation. It's it's so interesting when you look at it that way because a lot of um a lot of people have a very grim outlook, uh, especially nowadays, and talking about Revelation and how, you know, they they think that things are going to get much worse and, um, you know, uh, all this death and destruction and chaos is going to happen. And so, um, I don't mean this disrespectful to anyone, but listening to some people, they're like, uh, Debbie Downers. <laughs> uh-huh. But if you look well, at it. Well, because you fear what that, you don't know. And if you were to read yes. this literally, it would scare the hell out of you. Right. And so, you know, I thought it was um, like for a lot of people that, that aren't into the Bible, have never read it, have never looked into it. Um, it's actually written in three portions. And, and it starts out with um, the epistolary, which means letter. And it's a letter um, from John about visions that he had of things that were going to come. And it was a letter that he wrote to the seven uh, churches in Asia. And there were, um, and then it goes on to the apostolic, which just basically means reveal or revelation or unfolding for people who don't know that. And then the prophetic part where um, he foretells of like events to come or things um, like prophecy that things that he expects to have happen just for people to get a basic understanding that, that don't know that. Right. So how long how long did it take you um to to look at the book of Revelation? Um I mean I know the code which I basically I, I shared with you and I taught you guys. Um mm-hmm. once you know that I could very quickly go through passages. Yeah. And it makes sense because um and these are just a couple of things, um, but talking about the the seven churches that he wrote these letters to, um, and it's uh, the one to Ephesus was, uh, who overcomes is granted to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And so, again, like to me, that is talking about um, when you overcome what your problems are, what your struggles are, um, being out of balance, and you put your yourself back in in tune and in touch with God, then you have a better chance, basically, to 
to be in paradise because you're you're like complete, you're whole. Mm-hmm. That's the Is way. That, I can take we that. pause this so I could run to the bathroom real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So while we're waiting for him, I'm going to go over a couple of the other ones. So to the Church of Smyrna, um, he said from this church, those who are faithful until death will be given the crown of life. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death, which means that if you have faith and you believe, um, then basically you're going to get the crown of life or the eternal kingdom is basically where you're going to be because a death in the human form is, is not going to hurt you. So I, I find these very interesting. Uh, the, the next one is uh, the Pergamum and it says from this church, he who overcomes will be given the hidden manna. Manna means food to eat and a white stone with the secret name on it. Same thing, talking about going to the kingdom of heaven if you have belief. Um, From this church, he who overcomes until the end will be given power over the nations in order to dash them to pieces with the rod of iron. He will also be given, hold on, the morning star. And that was to the church of Thyreda. And so that makes perfect sense, too. And then we have um, the Church of Sardis, and it says, From this church, he who overcomes will be clothed in white garments, and his name will not be blotted out from the book of life. His name will also be confessed before the Father and his angels. Uh, Philadelphia is from this church. He who overcomes will be made a pillar in the temple of God, having a name of God. The name of the city is God or New Jerusalem and the son of God's new name. And then the last one is the church of uh, Laodicea. From this church, he who overcomes will be granted the opportunity to sit with the Son of God on his throne. And so those are the type of messages that were in uh, the letters to the churches, the seven churches in Asia. And it's basically telling people, you know, follow these signs. Uh, You'll be provided for with food, you know, wine, olives, wheat, barley. You have everything you need here on earth. Put your house in order, which is you yourself. Um, your internal self is your house. Put yourself in order so that you will be able to see God. So I find that extremely interesting. Um, very, very good for thinking about terms in modern day. So... Anyway, it's a very interesting conversation. And for the people, like I said, that have been looking at it in a literal sense and not interpreting anything other than doom and gloom, I hope this opens your eyes a little bit and and you start to see maybe a little something different. Okay, I'm back. All righty. 
So I just read from, you know, the seven churches and what his message was to the seven churches. So one of the um, one of the passages I found was fourteen five, and it says, "Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe." And that's in the book of Revelation, people. That's just wide open. That's talking about reaping. When, when, is, when, when, do, you, when do you reap? Yeah. You reap in Virgo. You plant yeah. in Taurus with the bull. You look up in the sky and you see the bull. You put the plow on the bull on earth. You plant. Mm-hmm. Then you get April showers, bring May flowers. That's still Taurus. It rains and it rains. Things grow. And then you right. reap in Virgo. Mm-hmm. So if you look at if you look at Revelation in in this light and instead of taking it in the absolute literal sense um i think that should ease people's minds a little bit well that's that's what i try and do with my work there's nothing to there's nothing to fear mhm you want to talk about satan and you want to talk about lucifer for a minute which okay. people are horrified about satan the Hebrew word for Satan is Hashatan. That's the and no, word. he's not talking about me. So there you go. <laughs> Satan, the Hebrew word is Hashatan, and in Hebrew, Hashatan just means adversary. It's someone mm-hmm. you're going up against. Literally, right. two basketball teams are Satan's to one another, and it's in right. its pure form. That's what it means. Okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, Satan is not a little red dude with a pitchfork and a tail. Okay. In fact, in the earliest depictions of Satan, okay, in the 900s, he was actually blue, not even red. Okay, mm-hmm. so Satan is not real. Now, as far as Lucifer goes, Lucifer is known as the morning star. He's known as the light bringer. In Genesis, right. in Genesis 1-3, God says, let there be light. So how is there going to be light without the light bringer? Someone has mm-hmm. to bring the light. So right. Lucifer is initially mentioned right off the bat in Genesis, if not by name, then by action. But then what you find is, is that Lucifer is known as the morning star. Now, what is the morning star? Well, the morning star is Venus. Do you know why? Because when you go outside during right before a sunrise, when colors just starting to come to the sky, you'll look above the sun and you'll see a bright piercing light. And that's Venus. It announces the arrival of God's sun every single day. Okay. Now, Lucifer has a pentagram. Okay. That's his symbol. Okay. Now, the right. pentagram is also astrology. I just told you that Lucifer was Venus. If you take Venus and Earth and you go around the sun for a period of one year, they almost connect at five points. If you connect those five points, you get your pentagram. It's only when Elephas Levi in the 1800s inverted the pentagram that things became evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, Lucifer and, Lucifer and, and Satan don't exist. They're, they're, yeah, and right. on, the, on the pentagram, um, a lot of people have – equated that with evil, but that is one of those signs that throughout history um, they have used and it was never evil until somebody took it and made it into something that it wasn't. And think about all the other things they've done that with, you know, oh, yeah, like, like the swastika, for the, example. Yeah, they say the, the swastika. swastika they say the swastika comes from like the Buddhists and the Eastern religions. It goes further right. in the back. That, the swastika is actually astrology as well. If you right. look at the Big Dipper, okay, and you take right. a picture of it on as it revolves around Polaris on the solstices mm-hmm. and the equinox. If you snap a picture of of Polaris and 
uh, the Big Dipper. And you take those four pictures and you put it together, they form the swastika. Uh-huh. The ancients knew this. That's where it came from. What they do is the p- evil people in the world, they invert a symbol and then they pervert it. That's what they do. Right. And same thing with like the fist. That's another thing that they have used. But these are all um, like if people want to go and look up or study uh, ancient symbolism, you will find these things throughout history that did not have any sort of evil connotation associated with them. Absolutely. Just so people know that. Yeah. Absolutely. I just wanted to bring that up. I actually do a whole presentation on Illuminati hand symbols. Yep. And and those are things, too, that have been, you know, <laughs> symbolism itself has been around for so long. And it, it's just the connotation that people assumedly want to give to something. But it's the same thing if you think about, like, the connotation that people want to give to the Bible or to the words in the Bible or, you know, missing books from the Bible or whatnot. That was all interpreted by humans right and i've done i've done i've opened up um Mm -hmm. i've done the book of enoch i've done the code of hammurabi the book of Mm -hmm. thomas mary magdalene melchizedek philip judas revelation jubilees the enuma elish the secret book of john the epic of gilgamesh all of these not all of these are biblical texts but they're all based on astrotheology that's the hidden language that they're all speaking mm-hmm. right and if if people think about um the entire bible in in the aspect that you put forth it makes a lot more sense because for a lot of people if they read the bible it's very confusing especially the way that things are worded sorry i got a cough hold on right i mean it's if you read it literally, it's supposed to scare you, but it's there's nothing scary right. about it. It's just there's a whole language under it. But think about, like you said, scare. It's another thing that's uh, fear-based, um, that it, they took something good and attached a, a fear quotient to it because they need you to be afraid of literally everything. And they, they even like with the chakras, they, they want you out of a balance. They want you unhealthy so that you cannot reach that higher level of understanding. Absolutely. So, do you got anything else for me today, my dear? No, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I certainly appreciate you coming on for another show. Um, Extremely enlightening as always. And I'm so happy that we did the book of Revelation. Um, That made me happy when you suggested that. So uh, final thoughts for you today, my dear. Um, If people are interested in connecting with me, I'm on Twitter at Real Mr. Dank. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Micah Dank. I have a six-book publishing deal, a six-book series that's out. All six books are out about this kind of stuff. And I'm trying to turn it into a TV show right now. So my publicist and I are working to get the script written, and then she's going to start pitching. That's fantastic. I'm so happy. And if anybody has questions, can they reach out to you? And 100%. Just with questions? I talk to everyone. Fantastic. And he will respond, I promise you. 
So uh, for me and for Micah, thank you for tuning in to another episode and we will see you next time. Have a wonderful day.